0: And Welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Me. Mion. Today, I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And this is happening seconds after the PlayStation 5 games reveal. And we all have varying levels of enthusiasm here, but I just wanted to get it out there that I am very impressed with what I saw. Uh, and there's a few first-party games in particular I want to dive into, but I think overall I saw a very nice variety of games that'll cater to all sorts of tastes and preferences and uh yeah I, I feel like it was a very dense hour presentation, but uh let's you, just start with everyone's initial thoughts,
1: yeah, I'm a difficult guy to impress really, when it comes to stuff like this, and i i I would say that I am soundly whelmed. I am definitely not overwhelmed, but i uh i I'm not underwhelmed either, and I kind of expected to be this uh, you know it hit the points that I expected it to hit. uh you know, my predictions largely came true, I would say. Yeah, you,
0: you were touting uh, Spider-Man for a while, and I was just not a believer. I did not think it would come out this year, but lo and behold, you Spider-Man were
1: right. is going to sell consoles, and Sony is going to milk that property as much as they can. And I don't blame them. It was a good game. I do kind of... Spider-Man was the reason I picked up a PS4, largely. Yeah. And uh, it was a great game. Not a system seller for me. Uh, got a lot more fun out of Uncharted and Persona than I did uh, Spider-Man. But I, I will I absolutely, I would like, yeah. if I get a PS5, Spider Man will be something I buy, definitely.
0: Okay, Mike, did you watch the presentation?
2: I watched bits and pieces of it, strictly okay. towards the end.
0: Do you have any uh, first impressions here before we. I decide?
2: thought I saw something about Little Big Planet in that outro. Nope. Uh, that no. That was Sackboy's Adventure?
0: Yes, or something? so it's a Little Big Planet, it's like Super Mario World 3D. It little is what well, we planet. in the
1: industry call a soulless cash in on uh, a property. But here's the thing,
0: we don't know that yet. I mean, we can't say that for sure until like there's more impressions out.
1: Yes, because everyone wanted a little big planet game without a level editor. We've been demanding <laughs> it for years. No, well
0: here's the thing, it's it's a sackboy game, and Sackboy's kind of like a mascot. Granted, he's nowhere near as popular as like Mario, for instance, but he is a mascot.
1: So yeah, I can, no, I can see
0: the logic behind the why this game exists.
1: Yeah, but nobody wanted a Little Big Planet game without a level editor. Like that's the I mean, whole I, point.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I certainly Little know. Big
1: Planet was never a good platformer like other than how much originality you could squeeze out of it through that editor. I mean the, the physics were always wonky and stuff. Like but I And don't I, get me wrong, I I love imagine little this big
0: has planet. like a different, you know, engine uh like level level engine rather than uh, the little big planet like handmade levels right like this seems like it's its own sort of thing but with yeah, but you know Sackboy. boy cashing
1: in on a dead property like little big planet 3 blew nobody's mind
0: i think and little big planet is still very popular with like a younger audience so i
1: i don't think I don't it's was little big planet 3 lost i didn't even buy it i actually found out the history of little big planet 3 recently and it lost a lot of fans largely to um technical issues on launch
0: yeah three was never talked about too much, but one and two were the, always the touted ones.
1: I honest Vita was a big one for yeah, me Vita was a, a lot good one. of people don't want to talk about it because it got delayed into obscurity almost and then it came out on the Vita, but I really like little Big Planet Vita
0: um. But yeah, like, why don't we start at the beginning of the show with Spider-Man? Uh, Miles no, no, no. Out.
1: If we're starting at the beginning of the show, who's okay, ready to play GTA V? Okay, let's start with Grand Theft 5 5. Yes, you're right. So <laughs> wait a
0: second,
2: was that announced?
0: So the very yeah. first thing in the show, so like right after like their hype reel or whatever of previous PlayStation generations, we see GTA five. Like a, it was like way longer than it needed to be, too, in my opinion. But I guess that was. That's just the sort of power of Rockstar, right? Like, Grand Theft Auto V being as popular and as financially successful as it is. It,
1: like, it was honestly one of the longer trailers, I feel like. Yeah, but like... And, and it was for a game everyone has like, already played.
0: I know, but it's like Rockstar... I mean, do you doubt that they will sell copies of GTA V on PlayStation 5? Like, I'm oh, sure I know that. they will.
1: And I, I would almost guarantee they're gonna, that Bethesda is going to sell copies of Skyrim on the PS5.
0: They'll find a way, yeah.
2: Oh my god, so what wasn't but, there like <coughs> rumors of GTA six and everything? And, and they see GTA pop up and it's GTA five again.
1: Oh, it was it was very uh, obvious it was gonna be GTA five oh, because that's
0: so, when they were showing the GTA five footage, they had like a PS four logo in the top left corner. So they weren't even showing the PS five version, they were just showing PS four footage of Grand Theft Auto. It was like that's how much power this game has that they opened their show with that, which is just nuts to me. You know, like they had so many of their own games to show. Yeah. But but Yeah. So, yes, we got a a glimpse of Grand Theft Auto 5 on PS4 to start the PS5 event off. What year did GTA 5 come out again? 2011, I believe?
1: That's what I
0: wanted to say, yeah. Does that sound right? I think it was Um,
1: 2014.
0: No, no, no. It was not 2014. It came out uh, during the last last gen. Was it in your
1: Skyrim? No, no, no. It came out in
0: 2013, I believe. Okay. Because it came out the same year as The Last of Us. The game's been out for near Yes, it's near 2013. It's 2013, I just checked.
1: Okay, uh, that makes more sense. But yeah, like, a seven-year-old game and you're gonna launch your revolutionary new system, the first game you're gonna show is GTA V, I, I don't know. I think
0: that really speaks to me how powerful Rockstar is.
1: I don't care how much money you offered me, I would not have made that Where's play. Where's Red Dead?
0: Dude, advanced? I'm... Dude, I would... Yeah, that's that's a good point. Where's I'm Red so sure... We'll get to that in a sec, but I'm so sure that Rockstar paid Sony to put that at the front like that. I know, added. and it's,
1: it it kind of frustrates me cuz like it's so not on brand. Like I feel like Sony has more integrity than that. Like or at least cares more cuz like that that's, that is a really bad look. Like Yeah, you know, I I mean, I don't think it's that
0: big of a deal honestly. Like I feel like I forgot about it already. Like it's it doesn't bother me too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they could have opened strong, and they got paid not to. Yeah, like,
0: they could have opened with uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which was the next thing they showed. Is that and, what
1: it's called? I didn't get to see a ton of it. Yeah. I saw Spider-Man. Which got is really surprising, hyped, right? Because
0: like, uh, I feel like they left. So I guess slight spoilers, or maybe heavy spoilers for the original Spider-Man. But like Peter Parker's story went to some unique places in that game, I think. Places that haven't really been explored in Spider-Man lore too much. And I feel like they were setting him up to, you know, continue that story. But it seems like we're taking a break from Parker now and and jumping well, into Miles' shoes.
1: Do you was it Spider-Man Two, Miles Morales, or was it Spider-Man Miles Morales? It just said
0: Spider-Man Miles Morales. This
1: may not be Spider-Man Two then. It might be a spinoff. Like, and I'd be fine with that if it's the I same. I mean, I think it's
0: play. really cool that you know, my, my, it's it's awesome that we're seeing Miles Morales, especially after he was teased at the end of you know, Spider-Man 1. I assumed in Spider-Man 2 we'd get kind of like a dual protagonist thing with Peter and Miles, but it looks like Miles is getting his own game, which is really cool.
1: Miles blew up so much after End of the Spider-Verse. How could they not? I mean... Yeah, yeah. And I I always, like... I'm not a big comics guy, and so my exposure to Miles Morales isn't huge, but I've always been a, like, of the comic characters I know of, he's one of the cooler ones just because of the story of his origin, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I like think that's his conception, not like the character's origin story, but like how the character came to, like it, in reality, the the story of how they ended up making the character is neat.
0: Yeah, I'm actually not too familiar with Miles Morales lore, so I'm hoping that game can explore that a little bit.
1: Earlier. Yeah, I, I kind of. Yeah, I I didn't love the portrayal of miles morales and i mean obviously i hated playing as him in the original spider-man because he and mary jane had those
0: terrible yeah so yeah spoiler for not spoilers but for people who didn't play spider-man 1 he wasn't actually spider-man in spider-man 1 so you weren't swinging around or anything you you were just like a regular dude walking around
1: and i also just didn't he didn't really look like miles morales to me like he's kind of bigger you know like i've always i guess my biggest exposure to miles morales is into the spider as a
0: kid yeah
1: well, he was supposed to be a kid. He was supposed to be a high schooler in in Spider Man One, and he's like, I mean, huge, kind of like he's bigger than Peter was. Like,
0: you know, I'm having trouble remembering how Miles looked in Spider Man One, but he was just kind of a big like, guy. Like, he just was, the little he snippets ripped. we saw of him in the costume of this game, I thought it looked right in yeah, this game. Yeah, I did too, least.
1: and so I'm fine with that. You know, if they just and it's not like he looked bad. It just didn't look like Miles Morales to me, and yeah. Uh, but that's because I was, you know, I played Spider-Man right off the back of um, Into the Spider-Verse. And so, like, anything that doesn't look like that, Miles Morales, is going to look a little off to me. Right. Especially since that movie was just so gorgeous. Yeah,
0: I think Sony is really capitalizing on Miles Morales as a character, right? Into the Spider-Verse is considered by many to be the best Spider-Man movie. And now we've got his, oh, he's, he's getting his own game, I'm, you know. So
1: it, It's hard to call, after Spider-Man Far From Home, I'm a big Spidey fan, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that leads into one, something you said earlier. This game will sell consoles. Like, Spider-Man oh yeah, even is so I, associated yeah. with PlayStation at this point, you know, like...
1: Yeah, even though I wouldn't call... It, like, Spider-Man is far from the best game on the PS4. I agree.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. It is a
1: fantastic game, and it will sell consoles because people love Spider-Man. I mean, there's a reason there have been a billion Spider-Man movies.
0: People, People love Spider-Man, and it seems like we finally have figured out how to make Spider-Man fun again. All the way since, like, Spider-Man 2 right like i'm I'm gonna
1: level with you i love spider-man web of shadows i know that's completely irrelevant but as a kid i played a lot of that game
0: (laughs) but i think just the being able to capture the feeling of swinging to this city is the most important thing you know like
1: yeah uh,
0: side note like i don't know if you guys saw it but there was this video on youtube or something recently of a kid like playing spider-man for the first time he was only like five or six years old he was like really little but, like, as soon as he started swinging, like, the dad had the camera on his face, and he was just smiling gleefully. And I just remember, like, that's such an awesome reaction to have to, like, one of your first video games. Because, like, I remember okay. feeling that way when I first played Mario 64. But can you imagine, like, a kid who's who's a fa- fan of Spider-Man playing a game and then swinging around the city like that? That's got to be
1: exhilarating. And it's, I mean, it's rare that I want to fire up an old open-world game and just, like, go around the world doing side missions. But, like... I'll absolutely fire up, like if I'm just kind of bored, don't have a ton of time, I'll fire up Spider-Man PS4 and just swing around yes, the city and stop. I, I a do that sometimes
0: too. Yeah, I, I I love it's such a good. They made it feel so good.
1: It, um, it's typically the disc that's in my PS4. Like yeah. just in general, it doesn't come out very often.
0: Yeah, but um, Mike, I wanted to get back to you. I'm sorry for cutting you off earlier. You mentioned Red Dead Remastered.
2: Like where's our po- new generation port of Red Dead 2? Where's Red Dead 1? But okay. Star. So
0: those were rumored, right? But like
2: were they Honestly, rumored? I don't
0: really I think they were, but I honestly I don't meeming. feel like I care too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think those No, I, I I swear, like I think Red Dead 1 remastered was rumored. Like I'm not even kidding. So, I'm, we might
1: I'm see that pop up later. Of, never had a ton of interest in Red Dead myself, especially after yeah. like people panned Red Dead 2 for being so boring. Like, so there,
0: there are two very firm camps in Reddit too. Like one camp hails it as like a masterpiece, and the other one just poops on it because of its gameplay, right? And pesky its game, gameplay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is. I, I can I can see. I mean, I don't want to get into this discussion right now. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, but its gameplay does have some serious problems because they made it so realistic. It's like not fun to control anymore.
1: Um, yeah, that's a mistake. But I uh, also saw some people panning it kind of for like how structured the missions were like you there were uh, like the game felt open and real to the extent that like you could figure out what your mission was going to be and try to do it before you even got the mission. But then like they would stop you and make you go actually start the mission and then do the exact same thing again. Like I saw some people saying that and stuff.
0: Well, like, the missions were pretty, I, I guess, linear is a word for it. I mean, the world was very open. The missions themselves were kind of linear. But, like, everything around the world, like, was very dynamic. Like, side things you do that you didn't expect to have any consequence. Like, you would roll into town later, and, like, some guy you save later is, like, you know, in a tavern or something. And you can talk to him. And, like, it, just little things like that made the world feel alive. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like this is a little uh, getting... Off to a tangent here, I kind of want to get back to the PlayStation event.
1: Yeah, um, I agree.
0: And I think the the next big thing that was... Sh- By the way, I'm sorry, I'm so scatterbrained right now. Did did we see an Insomniac logo next to Spider-Man? Because I just realized, I don't think I we did. It it's has to be Insomniac. Insomniac. Yeah, it has to be.
1: I can't Which, tell you whether or not we saw the logo, because I didn't get to watch most of the trailer. But
0: The next game of note, I think, is Ratchet & Clank. And uh, honestly, I want to say like this. This is probably the most impressive game I saw, uh, personally, for in, in the entire conference. Um, it's called Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And I think the most impressive thing I saw is the gameplay is very focused on like the. Like, Ratchet has this new weapon that can like open portals to other dimensions, and that's absolutely making use of the SSD, right? So, like, several times in the gameplay demo, Ratchet would shoot open a rift and pull himself into another dimension. It was straight up just another world with like enemies running around and collectibles and stuff. And this would happen within the span of like a second. And I think this is specifically that mechanic is showing off, you know, like this is kind of what's possible with the SSD. And I think just the environment and like the particle effects, like this game looks very, very pretty. Um, and like they showed off a bunch of Ratchet's weapons and like, uh, of course we have the the signature Insomniac like insane weapon weapons arsenal.
1: Yeah, what um, was the subtitle of this one?
0: Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart.
1: Hmm, that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. So, and, and we seem like, in one of the dimensions, like, Clank fell into, there was, like, a female Ratchet-type character. Like, she was, like, <laughs> a white, uh, whatever Ratchet is. Yeah. Rat or whatever. Did it have co-op? Uh, I don't think so. This seems okay. like a... They, they don't
1: do that too often. They did it in, um... There was, like, a spinoff that had co-op that I was a huge fan of as a kid, and I keep wishing they'd bring it back.
0: Yeah, but if you guys haven't seen this gameplay... Uh, yet, I would encourage you to check it out, because I think this was probably the most impressive part of the entire, dem- entire demo
1: to me. Uh, I'm probably uh, going to look up most of these trailers and watch them. Uh, yeah, and not horrible quality, because the yeah. screen
0: quality was not great. But um, Oh, really? Mine was pretty okay. Uh, mine had some artifacts, but maybe your internet's better than mine or something. Yeah,
1: you're stuck in Charleston, so... Yeah. yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, so... Yeah, the Ratchet & Clank gameplay, I think, was very, like, the, the, showing off the, what the SSD can do with the dimensional stuff was very, very cool, like, it was definitely something we haven't seen before, because, like, in the, if we, if if we tried this on a hard disk drive, you know, like, Ratchet opens the dimension, jumps through, it would take, you know, several seconds of loading, but in this demo, it was, it was like, boom, he's in another world, and I thought that was so cool.
1: Yeah, that is really cool. That's something mods have been trying to do in Minecraft for so long. Like, uh, you know, make the nether portals instantaneous and stuff. And they it works, but not... I mean, obviously, that's, you know, the portal's already there, you know? They know that it's going to be there. If this is something where you can open a portal and jump through it, like, within the span of a couple of seconds and be in a new place, that's going to be unreal. Like, imagine what that could do for, like... Like, I, like I think of that level in Titanfall 2 with the time travel. yeah yeah there's and, a lot I mean, of cool stuff that like, happen this
0: is just the, the tip of the iceberg this this opens up the possibility for all sorts of cool gameplay mechanics that really haven't been a thing before due to these limitations uh, and I'm excited we're already sort of exploring that right off the bat you know like at launch with well that's another thing I don't think I saw a release date on Ratchet & Clank Spider-Man did say Holiday 2020 but I don't recall seeing one for Ratchet & Clank so it might not be
1: a launch title we'll see if it was a launch title, they'd have told us, I feel like.
0: I mean, they didn't announce any of them as launch titles. They would just say, you know, fall 2020, because, you know, there's no firm launch date for the PS5 yet. It's just nebulously in the fall. Yeah. Um, but I, I would imagine, you know, at least, you know, one, either Ratchet or Spider-Man, or both, could be... Well, I don't think it could be both, right? Like, it'd be so weird for Insomniac to launch two games at launch, you know? Like that just seems off, but maybe they have two healthy teams that can pull it off.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I really don't feel like they'd be cannibalizing their own sales or anything like the ratchet and clank audience and the Spider-Man audience are kind of different.
0: Yeah. I feel like right. The, the Spider-Man audience is like everyone. Honestly, I feel like spider mans so ubiquitous and then Ratchet and Clank is like, you know, there's, there's a subset of, of gamers who enjoy that sort of game.
1: Yeah. Um, they're but yeah, good 3D so, platformers. They're just fun.
0: Yeah, they're they're I I enjoy them quite a bit. Um, and uh yeah, so yeah, from after Ratchet, we got a bunch of it, it was a combination of like third party AAA and indie games, and some of them really looked neat. Um, I wanted to highlight. Uh, did you guys see the Square Enix trailer for like Project? something gosh i wish i yeah i know uh, what you're talking
1: about the one you you mentioned that it was rumored to be final fantasy 16
0: yeah in the comments people were being like this is final fantasy 16 because i think square enix has done the thing in the past where like they announce a game as like project whatever and then it gets rebranded when it gets closer to launch as you know something
1: yeah i mean square enix doesn't do a whole lot of high fantasy games that don't end up being final fantasy right (laughs) like not not with that gameplay style like they did um Project Athea, that's what it was called. Oh, uh, they've done one in the past, and I ended up picking it up, and it was terrible. But, like... So here's... here's if it's reason. a heavy hitter, they're going to toss the Final Fantasy name on it. Because why wouldn't they, you know? It's not like they have a continuous story that it has to fit or anything.
0: But here's the reason I don't think it is... Um, I don't think that it is Final Fantasy 16 because it said at the beginning of the trailer it was designed exclusively for PS5, and there's no way Final Fantasy 16 is exclusive, so...
1: Well, okay, it designed exclusively... Yeah, I guess that does probably mean it's a console exclusive, but that the wording there does Yeah, the not...
0: wording there is a little weird, you're right.
1: Yeah, it could it could go either way, I think. Cuz you know, Battlefield games are designed for PC and then ported to the console. Like,
0: yeah, the wording is a little suspect, yeah. Um but then we we also got a Gran Turismo 7 uh trailer. And you know, like I don't really care about this at all, but like Gran Turismo is a very strong first-party franchise for PlayStation. There are people that are going to enjoy that. Um, I don't think any of us here are big racing sim fans, are we? No. Yeah. So, so I guess yeah, that was neat. Um, and let's see what else can we touch on. I don't want to miss anything. That's the main thing. So uh,
1: there. Uh, what I wanted to point out was that I felt like there was a um a weirdly large proportion of uh sim uh immersive oh. sims. Yes, thank you. Immersive yeah. sims. And there were like yeah, two like, or three of them, weren't there? And that's like yeah, way so, more than you would expect.
0: Yeah, I was I was actually kind of shocked by that. And I think Mike you would you would enjoy that quite a bit if you pick through those trailers. One of them was Ghostwire Tokyo, which I think Connor you mentioned before. You've talked about that game before in been like hey that looked really cool i forget where we saw that but i see that's one of those titles that.
1: that just means nothing to me and i probably did see it and probably did really like it but you call something ghostwire tokyo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i'm gonna forget what it is immediately that's but, a terrible um, title
0: <laughs> i think this is the first time we saw like gameplay snippets of that game and it looked really really cool like uh it was like a first person immersive sim sim type
1: gameplay um okay with, i know what you're like, talking about now because you said that title just now and i i had no idea what you're talking about
0: yeah <laughs> it it was a uh, it was like fast paced and it had like a japanese aesthetic and it, i don't know it looked really cool um something about the name of Tokyo being in a title just goes in one and out the other <laughs> yeah i don't know um but yeah that was that was one of the immersive sims and then we got uh death loop by i think uh it was published by bethesda right but it is uh who's it by shoot I don't want to get this was wrong. Samurai
2: Punk? It's by Arcane, isn't Arcane, it? Arcane, yep. Yes.
1: Yeah, it looks really good. Dishonored Arcane has a good history pray. with immersive uh, sims, don't they? It,
0: it, it was Arcane Lion, right? Oh, wow. I think that was the studio.
1: It's it, Arcane Studios is what it says on this tweet from Bethesda. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so
0: they made Dishonored, right, Mike? They made Dishonored and Prey. Oh, wow. Okay, so there's a
1: strong... So that's like an almost guaranteed good immersive sim. It's going to know?
2: be a good immersive sim. Prey yeah. was a massive
1: yeah. I mean, I'm always hesitant when I see Bethesda's name on anything these days, but like that's understand probably going to be a good game.
2: From yeah. from this, you got to separate publisher Bethesda, where they really don't touch the game at all, from Bethesda Game Studios' Bethesda.
1: Well, I mean, publisher <laughs> Bethesda is why I think Doom's 2016 didn't get any single-player DLC, you know? Like... They do affect the game, but they usually don't turn a good game into a bad game. They usually just occasionally hold a game back from greatness.
2: Yeah, Arcane Lion is Arcane Studios. There is I, Arcane okay. Austin, but Arcane Austin is responsible for uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, gotcha. Okay. And uh, Fallout 76. Uh, Not a good well, look.
0: Good thing we got the good Arcane. Yeah, we got the <laughs>
2: Arcane that actually knows what they're doing.
0: Um. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that looked really cool. Um, so two really, really cool looking immersive sims there. some of the some of the indie games there looked very interesting to me as well., um, I'm trying to remember the title of one of them. Let's see here. Um, it was it it was like Ken, yeah, it was Kana Bridge of Spirits, I think.
1: And I must it, have completely missed this one.
0: Um, this was the one I I sent you a message in in the chat that it gave me like an Avatar: The Last Airbender kind of vibe. Oh, and you said that it did Pikmin. look good. I got yeah. Pikmin
1: vibes from that.
0: Yeah, and yeah, he had like little things following him around, but like I I don't know, just just the the tone of the trailer and the sort of uh, I guess the 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 vibes the world was giving off really kind of it had like this very spiritual aura to it that I associate with Avatar: The Last Airbender, and that's kind of why it reminded me of that. And uh, yeah, I thought that looked really cool. Yeah, and I think yeah. So if we, I, I guess we're, we're we're not going in order. We're just jumping around here. Um,
1: yeah, we kind of lost going in order. Yeah,
0: uh, there was another one. Uh, Pragmata. That was uh that was the one one of the weird ones with like the astronaut like floating up in the air with a girl and then like landing on the moon.
1: Yeah, and I expected either uh, Toyotaro or uh wait is toyotaro uh, is he the guy behind or am
0: Toyot- i thinking? toyotaro is the guy who does the dragon ball super manga
1: okay help me who did Nier? oh yokotaro
0: that's gosh we're so bad <laughs> that sounds right that's i'm not hard. too sure yeah but uh actually the vibe kind of gave me kojima or sorry the trailer kind of gave me kojima vibes honestly i was like are we yeah gonna I, I was in this thinking... next
1: project it was gonna be Kojima or Yoctaro, was what I was expecting when I was watching it. And, and yeah. Yoctaro is the uh, Yoko. the guy who was behind Near, and he he writes some weird stuff like that. I I have expected it to be a Near game, like with the ghosts and the the technology yeah, and everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that seemed intriguing to me. And the um, I, I obviously we saw no gameplay or any sort of indications as to what sort of game it was, but just the the, the tone of the trailer intrigued me. Um, yeah. I wanted to bring up, so Resident Evil 8 got revealed, and I think uh, that's pretty huge. Uh, and I love, love, love what they did with the reveal trailer, because, like, if you guys remember the reveal for Resident Evil 7, uh, it was it was very similarly structured to this reveal, right? So, like, it showed, like... Uh, like, it showed the trailer for the game, it showed, like, horror, it was uh, timed with music and everything, and then, like at the end, it um the the word like biohazard flashed up on the screen, right? And then from the words biohazard, they like highlighted five Gosh, one one. Yeah, five one one. Sorry,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, so for <laughs> somebody who's behind, like I'm into Resident Evil. I think it's really cool. But like, is it still Umbrella Corporation? Like, is that even still relevant? Is that the same story still?
2: Uh, I think.
1: Cause like, I Resident really... Evil Seven gave me very disconnected vibes. Like I didn't see any
2: stars. Like I, the only story I really know is one, two, and three. Oh, it's because Resident Evil Seven is a continuation of the Resident Evil series. I think Umbrella died with Wesker, and now it's just like Chris Redfield running around cleaning up messes that are caused by other corporations.
1: Okay, so the original virus isn't still out and everything. It's yeah, different. no, the original
2: but... virus died in like the first two games. Remind me if I polish up my Resident Evil lore. No, I mean the virus was at least around for four. I think. But
0: here's the thing, like I, for me at least, Resident, I don't really care about the Resident Evil stories. I know I a story. No, I get that. I'm just story. Curious.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I but, think um, they're fantastic games regardless.
0: Yeah, but like I, what I was getting at with the trailer is that they did something similar with this trailer where they initially revealed the title of the game as Village, and then revealed like the eight hidden in the word Village. I think that sort of stuff is so cool. Yeah. Um, just a very, very cool way
1: to reveal your game. And it looked good, like, it just didn't look like, I, Resident Evil's, like, canonically kind of grounded in a way that this trailer didn't look super grounded. Like, obviously it's fantastical, but, like, it had rules, and, like... I, I couldn't really tell if this was adhering to those rules in any capacity, because it looked like there was almost like some time-jumping stuff going on. Like, yeah, I
0: wasn't really sure what was happening there, but I do want to point out that I hope this game is also playable in VR, because Resident Evil 7 in VR is like a life-changing experience.
1: That's like, the only that reason I haven't played it, it is because off you, can't of you.
0: Do, you can't do that on PC. That's the only reason
1: I haven't played it.
0: Yeah. I, I would I would suggest absolutely waiting for uh, the opportunity to play it in VR, um, and I hope eight gets all, a VR implementation as well. So, very very I exciting. I, at, at the beginning, I thought this was Silent Hill uh, because there were some rumors sw- swirling around that there was going to be like a Silent Hill revival with this thing.
1: But um, we, can we talk VR for a second uh, sure. on the PS5? Because uh, we saw something that was kind of upsetting to me. It was Astrobot outside of virtual reality.
0: Yeah, so it looks like they're making an Astrobot so like He still like know, jumped
1: like, out of the little controller, right? Yeah,
0: so they they, they they said like Astrobots Playroom for PlayStation Five, and that gives me a little pause and makes me think maybe this isn't even an actual game because in on, on the PlayStation Four, there was a thing called like Playroom VR, and it was essentially just like a VR tech demo with the Astrobot. Before AstroBot became a thing, really, right? So Playroom came out first, and then they took the little mascot and turned him into AstroBot, and then released AstroBot. So also, maybe, yeah, this isn't. This might
1: or may or may not be an actual like full game. I'm not too is it, sure. Is it just me, or does AstroBot fit the aesthetic of the PS5 a lot better than the PS4? That is crazy, actually. Yes, <laughs> yes, he does. And like that's got to be intentional, right? Like,
0: yeah, I feel like I mean they i mean it's it's pretty public knowledge that you know two to three years into the generation they're already like seriously planning for the next one so like i feel like yes i feel like they must have uh, But that's
1: that's wild like they they saw astrobot as a potential mascot i guess you know and yeah, i like him yeah. i would love him to be a mascot like i loved i got to play astrobot at your place for a bit and it wasn't like it would have been an instant purchase. If I'd gone home yeah, and Astrobot, already had a PSVR, I would have bought it immediately, but I don't have a PSVR.
0: <laughs> AstroBot is the real deal, for sure. Like It is a high-quality VR platformer, uh, which I feel like it's the only one as of right
1: now. Um, I don't know. I, I've heard good things about Moss. I haven't checked it out yet. I don't think it's as good. Something about the fact that like you're holding a traditional controller, and you could see that controller in VR, and you're playing... A platformer. I, something about the combination of all of those things and the fact that your controller was like a physical thing in the game, like the Astrobot could jump on it and stuff. Like, all of that put together made Astrobot kind of magical for me. And it yeah. made me, like, sad that I didn't have a controller that my Windows Mixed Reality headset could track other than the hand controllers, which, like, just didn't do. Like, I, I would never want to play a platformer with those.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I. I don't know. I feel like this is definitely not the last we've seen of Astrobot. I feel like whenever PSVR2 is revealed or whatever, we're we're certainly going to see Astrobot return there. Um, cuz they they've got to know they've got something pretty special in their hands with that.
1: Yeah, I'm just surprised like they showed a lot of accessories at the end of this um like yeah, they, they they showed a yeah, they showed the control they showed a headset, they showed a camera which I don't love in Camera?
0: General. I, I I'm I'm guessing it's mainly for the VR yeah but they didn't
1: show the vr and i don't love i mean after the camera tonight,
0: i mean obviously all of these things are optional right so like yeah camera like the camera
1: wasn't required for the ps4 either and just a really weird call i feel like to show that now yeah like, so the, I, the media remote was weird too like
0: yeah that 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 seemed very microsofty to me to be honest the media remote that seemed like yeah. something they would do but um Let's, uh, since we're already talking about it, let's talk about what we saw at the very, very end, which was the reveal of the console and the accessories, right? So I think what we said a few episodes ago was kind of spot on, right? The the design and sort of the language of the shock 5 – or sorry, DualSense. I hate that it's not the DualShock 5. The, the DualSense kind of gave away what the PS5 would look like, and that was kind of dead on. And it looks we- weird.
1: But yeah, that's all- it's really yeah. weird. I don't hate it. Like, I, I know my I'm first reaction to you guys it. was like, yeah. I don't like it. And I don't. Uh, but the reason I don't like it is that it's gonna look terrible in my entertainment center if I buy one. Like, it doesn't match anything really I have. It
0: looks like <laughs> Sony consulted, like, aliens from another planet to
1: design this thing. Like, yeah, it, it's, it does it's not look... look like, it does it's not retro look like future. any console. Yeah. yeah, it's retro future in 2020. Like, it doesn't make any sense to look like it's that.
2: better than what the leaks look, had it looking like. That's, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So I hated those
0: leaks. Those those leaks, if you're referring to the v shaped thing, that's actually the dev kit. Oh, it's uh, ugly. Uh,
2: sin. Yeah. Uh. I mean, so, the dev kit doesn't exactly have to look pretty. It's there for the devs to make games for and nothing else. Yeah, Your dev exactly. kit could be a motherboard with some crap stuck to it, and it could still be right, a dev yeah. kit. Yeah. 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 But yeah,
0: the, yeah, like it's so it's it's got it's got like it's it black in the middle with like
1: a white shell around it. And uh, my first thought is like that white angular, shell, that white yeah. shell looks glossy, kind of. I, I feel like well, it's not gonna look good for very long. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I won't know for sure until I have my hands
0: on it. Like that's because like I saw some like there was like some blue LED lights on the side, and I thought that looked kind of attractive, but I'm not really sure how it'll all look together until i inspect it you know myself
1: but I like think the yeah, killer yeah. thing is that like i, think, yeah, I like to ahead. have all my playstations together and like i've got the gray ps1 the black ps2 the black ps4 the black ps3 and then now we're gonna have this like totally <laughs> different looking ps5 you know
0: yeah, like, I, I'm really interested to see like, if they do like some sort of interview on the design or something, because I want to see how they came to this conclusion. Uh, Like, like, I, uh, the main thing I'm curious about is like, why the dual color thing? Like, why white and black? You know, like, because the controller is doing that, the console is doing that, and, like, and is it going to look weird laying just, on its side? You just stick with one color. I feel like it'll look worse laying on its side than it does
1: standing up. Because there's no way I'm standing it up. I don't have room for that anywhere. Yeah,
0: like I'm not a big fan of standing your consoles up. Perfectly honest. Like, I mean, I it, think
1: it's good for them, like from a cooling perspective. But yeah, I don't like to. But yeah,
0: let's just mention really quick. They they actually revealed two versions of the console, right? Like so, uh, all digital and like a normal PS5. So. The the one without the disc drive actually looks a little sleeker, but like it still it does. has, yeah, it's still, uh, you know, like it's still weird. It's
1: still weird, but it looked a lot nicer to me, and that stings because I don't want the all digital version if I'm gonna buy one. Like, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, that it's, might it's be tough. that might be what does it. That might be what stops me from buying discs, and, and that's okay. Like yeah, I you mean, know, like, at some point it's here's gonna happen. The thing.
0: Yeah, here's the thing the all digital future is coming and it's coming probably faster than it probably would have. Uh you know. Yeah, yeah, the fact they're launching. I would argue, all especially because and... of like maybe things like COVID, right? Like people were buying all sorts of digital games, like like well, Animal Crossing was, sold bonkers digitally compared to physical,
1: but yeah, and yeah. they run <clears> the game on the SSD, right? They don't want you reading the game off a disc at all, so
0: yeah. I mean, like the the disc would presumably install the the game onto your SSD.
1: Yeah. So like, I don't know. I I almost think that because they released this, like they they're not leaving behind people that don't have fast internet by releasing a version of the console that can take a disc. But I bet the slim version will not take discs. I, I'm that's my that's my um prediction. I'm gonna make right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, like. <sighs> I feel like we're going to see the full transition to digital sometime during this upcoming de- generation. Like I feel yep. like PS6 and Xbox Series I, 2X will not have disk drives, which yeah. kind
1: of sucks. But My estimation is, is, is that is. I'm just going to lay the prediction out right now. You can clip this podcast once we're famous. Um, two to three years from now, uh, there's going to be a PS5 Slim, and it will not have an option to take a disk at all.
0: Yeah, that would not surprise me. I don't like it because I'm an old man yelling at the clouds, but it's it's the way things are.
1: Yeah, I kind of got, like, I don't know. My PS4, I have three discs now. Like, mm-hmm. first, I think I have three digital games as well. And, like, honestly, I don't get the same satisfaction collecting the PS4 discs and stuff that I do, collecting, like, NES cartridges and stuff. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's because, like, the NES cartridges are unique, right? But, like, the P- PS4 discs are the same as, like, Blu-rays and, like, CDs and DVDs that yeah. have been around for a while.
1: I don't but, really like, like, especially, like PS1 discs either. I think collecting Switch
0: cases is a lot of fun. I think those, like, yeah. the Switch cartridges are really cool. But, like, I'm yeah, Xbox that and PS4 discs don't really do it for me the only thing that does kind of do it for me is like when they have like unique covers like i got the uncharted 4 like limited edition like steelbook like i think that's really cool that's probably cool yeah uh but you know aside from that
1: yeah i i kind of i'm kind of with you there so the collector's editions that don't come with a copy of the game are going to be even weirder next gen
0: yeah it'll just be like a cover and some weird accessories but no game Maybe I mean, like that's how it already is
1: a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, what a yeah, it's so <laughs> strange. But I'm sure we'll all get used to it. But yeah, I think I still haven't touched on. I think my biggest surprise moments of the show uh one let's let's just get into it uh demon souls remake and this is you know i've been talking about this for weeks months yeah i was gonna say
1: calling that a surprise moment seems kind of weird to me because i expected it
0: yeah i mean it was rumored it wasn't confirmed but actually seeing it was like something else you know like it just just the bulletaria looks gorgeous you know like I, i i mean we didn't see Direct gameplay, right? But like, I, I imagine those were like cinematic gameplay snippets or whatever, right? But like, just seeing that from soft, those from software like Souls vibes coming at me again, especially in the form of like a next gen game, really got me hyped up.
1: Yeah, I was um, kind of hoping we'd see Elden Ring today.
0: Yeah, Elden Ring. I feel like. Who knows when that thing's coming out? Like, I, they revealed it so long ago. Uh, and I think Elden Ring is sort of positioning itself with Microsoft. So I think the next time we see it, it'll be, like, revealed in a Microsoft event. Uh, okay. I wasn't aware of that. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I, I yeah, I, Of course, I was hoping to see Elden Ring. But, like, I think this was the next best thing. Especially because I've actually never played Demon Souls.
1: Me neither. Uh, I, I'm so, excited, too. Uh,
0: this will be my first foray into 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 that and i am so looking forward to that like uh so glad the rumors were true and it wasn't actually like an mgs remake because that
1: was one of the rumors too Hmm. um yeah i'm glad that's not true mgs is a game that doesn't really need remade in my opinion again it's been remade before yeah
0: the interesting thing to consider here is that um just through my readings and whatnot I, i found out that Demon's souls was actually kind of like an unfinished game uh, from Software never completed the fifth Archstone, whatever that means. Uh, I have not played Demon's Souls, but everyone who's played Demon Souls will know exactly what that means. So presumably, like, maybe Bluepoint consulted with them and finished the game for them. That could be really cool. Um, but I don't know, that remains to be seen. I think that's an exciting possibility, though. Yeah. Um, and I think the big showstopper for me... Uh, me in particular was Horizon Two: Forbidden West, and just someone who's uh, like I was totally sold on Horizon as like a new franchise after the first game. Like I, that was my first like, you know, this is PlayStation 4, this is next gen moment for me, uh, on PlayStation 4, and just experiencing Horizon, the beautiful graphics being one thing, but more so than that, I th- what I think Horizon did really, really, really well was the the sort of the history it crafted within its world and the lore around the story, I think that was their strongest point. And to see where all of that sort of leads in the next installment has me really, really excited. Uh, especially because it seems like uh, you know, in the first game, Aloy is mostly you know within her. She starts out in her village area, but then she ventures out and like you see some environments, but for for the most part, you're like in the same sort of area, right? but from what we saw of Horizon 2 like we saw all sorts of things we saw jungles we saw deserts we saw underwater locations we saw like snowy mountains i think this this game is going to be a real showstopper um on PlayStation 5 and i'm so thrilled to finally get that in my hands i think this more than anything i think if if i was if i was on the fence about PlayStation day 1 uh this this pushed me over the edge if i was clearly i wasn't i'm a big Sony fanboy but yeah, like I I'm very very excited to get my hands on Horizon 2. Horizon was a big deal to me uh, when it when it came out on PlayStation 4.
1: Yeah, I I just uh I'm weird about open worlds ever since I played Breath of the Wild. I haven't returned to a single open world game since then. I yeah, I I totally
0: understand that to be honest. There's nothing quite like uh Breath of the Wild. And in terms of open worldness, you know, like Horizon i don't think is anything special like i said i think the strength of horizon comes with you know it's it's combat coupled with its unique enemy designs you know like the robot dinosaurs Yeah. and and um again the the sort of world building and the lore like the lore in horizon is so so good uh like why is the world the way it is why are there machines running around why are there ruins of like what seems to be you know, our civilization in the game, like, all these questions are sort of explored and answered in Horizon 1, but new questions are set up, and I'm looking forward to those being tackled in Horizon 2.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really interesting how quickly, like, you knew it was a Horizon trailer before I did.
0: Uh, Because Horizon's got a very signature theme, right? Like, as as soon as you hear, you know, the music or, like, Oh, I,
1: I didn't have the sound on.
0: Even so. uh, even like the environment, I don't know. Just by looking at it, I could kind of tell this Horizon. And then obviously once you heard Aloy's voice, that was a dead giveaway. But um, I was kind of scared going into this thing because it came so deep towards the end. Like I was like, are we really not going to see Horizon Two at this conference? And I was I was going to be shocked if that didn't happen. But we ended up getting it, and I think overall, like it's so, it's so powerful. Uh, this conference. Be, um in terms of like the first party lineup right we've got spider-man we've got Ratchet and clank we've got horizon 2 we've got demon souls i think that's an extremely strong uh lineup now the question needs to be asked are these launch titles because if these are launch titles this could be potentially one of the best launches of all time but i don't think i think one of these maybe will make launch
1: that's just my GTA gu- 5 gut feeling makes launch
0: gta5 will certainly make launch gta5 I'm one of the few people on the on the planet who doesn't care about GTA 5. <laughs>
1: yeah. I like GTA 5, that's the thing. I even like GTA actually, Online.
0: Here's the thing, like, I've tried to play GTA 5 more times than I could count, but I would lose interest, like, two or three hours into the game. I don't know what it is, but I cannot get into GTA 5.
1: I, I kind of like the story, I liked the set pieces and stuff. Yeah. Honestly, the open world in GTA 5 never really interested me until I went online. I thought it was kind of boring, there's nothing to do, but, yeah. um... Well, the I actual that, like storyline I thought was interesting, even though it's not like it's not a masterpiece of writing or anything. It just should, has good set you, pieces. Do you have to pay for GTA five online? No.
0: Okay, so I do not why like they put a message at the beginning, like all people who have PlayStation uh, GTA five on Playstation Four will go, get GTA online for free on PS five. Probably wonder because what the, that was to about.
2: ensure that they don't have to buy a GTA five again.
0: Well, actually, you bring up a really good point, Mike. Where was Sony's uh, take on smart delivery? I-, I thought maybe we would get that, of uh, but perhaps that's being saved for a future event. I do believe they have to have something. There's no way they don't have like an implementation of like. I don't know. Sony's
1: guess- been very cocky ever since the PS4 dominated.
0: I that being that being the case, I still highly doubt it. There's there's that would instantly put them. That would be like a reverse of what happened with the PS4 Xbox One generation. I think they're intelligent enough to know not to ask people to pay for PS5 versions of PS4 games they have. But we shall see. Um and yeah, those are kind of the big hits from the conference. And obviously we saw a lot more stuff. We saw a lot more uh unique uh indie titles with with really cool aesthetics and uh a few more AAA uh, third-party games. But I think I've talked about all the big highlights for me personally.
1: Are there any specific games you guys want to highlight? I'm going to need you to help me find the title. Uh, oh, wait, no. I put it in the chat, because uh, I knew I was going to forget it, because I'm yeah. like that. Um, it was like the one, it had a guy with a gun, it had a guy fighting monsters with a sword, and it had what looked like just a uh, Little Devil. Little uh, yes yeah okay. I thought that looked Little devil inside trailer. me was what it was called, I think. And I was super into every part of that trailer.
0: Yeah, I, I I thought more than anything, I thought the trailer itself was very very well put together, like with the the music and how the what we s- were seeing on screen ebbed and flowed with the music. I thought it was just very well constructed.
1: See, I didn't even get to hear the music and the art style. Oh, I was just so okay. taken with the art style immediately, yeah. and like. The yeah, name, definitely, little devil inside me is something to me you know yeah definitely watch that trailer
0: with the music i thought the music made that trailer it was very good
1: so that um, that has me excited despite knowing literally nothing about it
0: yeah yeah like i think the main thing like we we see lots of potential here like all all these different flavors of games could be could be great you know like we i'm excited to dive into them and find out. Another big one that we just totally glossed over was Hitman 3.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: And the reason I glossed over it, even though that's probably the one I'm most excited for. Yeah. Is that I don't want anything other than more levels for Hitman 2. That game is already a masterpiece and like just give me more of it and I will give you your $60. Those those games are just so fun.
0: I will say though, I'm not gonna lie, like the set piece they sort of set up for us uh when they were talking about Hitman 3, like with uh, the agent, like, on top of the Burj Khalifa carrying out an assassination in Dubai. I thought that was so cool. Like, I feel like that'd be so cool to play out.
1: See, I didn't even see it. I saw, I saw you say Hitman, and I saw the logo, and I was uh, like, oh, okay. I'll be buying that. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, like,
0: that's certainly, like, that level of game. Like, you don't really even
1: need to see it, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, I love new Hitman. I love old Hitman probably even more. Mm -hmm. so like if they could i don't know there's a couple of things like new hitman holds your hand a little bit more than i would like although i think that's my fault i think i can turn that off and stuff yeah you definitely can it's it's so so good and i i just recently i didn't even know this was there i started playing old hitman levels again because i had just been progressing through the story and like they have stuff like community made hits essentially which like they impose restrictions on you and you're not even like they just pick any NPC for you to go after. And some of them get so big that like, who, who makes it? IO, is that who makes yes, it? Yes, IO Interactive. IO actually has added some of them and made them official. Like, they'll, you know, take a different NPC and, you know, it's a different contract using the same levels. And it makes you completely rethink everything. Yeah. It, it, almost to the extent it might as well be a new level, except it's cooler because like I feel like part of hitman is like being prepared already knowing the environment and everything and so you get to go into this mission knowing all those things but also not knowing exactly what's gonna happen yeah and I love that yeah
0: yeah hitman three is like yeah that's that's a that's probably, like, a day one buy for me. It, they said January 2021, right? So that's not launch, but that's close enough, I think.
1: Okay, so I, I said Hitman would get my $60, but I'm actually really bad. IO puts their games on sale so fast. <laughs> like, that's I, the I the have thing, one like, Hitman, Io, one, and two, like, I feel like one year Io,
0: IO needs the support, though. I feel like I've heard stories of them, like, being so close to running out of money.
1: Oh, um, really? Uh, then so I've, I will buy it day one, because... Yeah. Because uh, I do not want those games to go away. But they, they put, like, I bought Hitman 2 for, like, $20 yeah. for, like, a year after release. Like That's crazy. Yeah. Like, they're on a the Square Enix level of putting their games on sale. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, obviously, this event just happened, and all sorts of news is still coming in after the fact. Apparently, that Astro Bot game will be pro- preloaded on every PS5. Uh, wow. So, so he is a
1: mascot. Okay. Yeah. They got so, me.
0: So that's that's a thing. It's called Astro's Play World. It comes preloaded on PS5. So that's the thing. Another thing I'm seeing. Uh, insiders are saying Final Fantasy 16 was supposed to be at this event. So I don't know what happened huh? there or if that's true. Uh, that's but weird. considering that is true, I, I imagine we'll see that very soon. Uh, which is pretty cool. But yeah, wow. Uh, so much to talk about. Like uh, we went through so many games uh are there any is there anything else uh, of course there's stuff we didn't mention but is there anything else that immediately captures your attention that you want to bring up
1: uh i didn't feel blown away by any of the visuals and like i didn't see anything that was like oh you could not do that without ray tracing like
0: i mean horizon 2 made me kind of drop my jaw and i know it wasn't gameplay but i would i would be willing to bet you money that was like in-engine, like, that's how the game's going to look. They would have had an
1: in-engine label on it.
0: Like they, I, they said at the beginning of this thing that everything was running on PS5
1: in real time. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. So. Yeah. Okay, so... I, I, I still... Mean, a cinematic means nothing to me. Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. No, like, you I, can, that's you totally can frame valid. a cinematic, but, like, that's the only... Bad thing I could say about any of this, other than the fact that GTA 5 was there. Like, uh, other than that, this you... was an amazing presentation. It wasn't boring like a lot of these have been recently.
0: Yes, I, I agree with that, and I do encourage you to look up the Ratchet and Clank trailer when they upload that uh, on YouTube. So it's not yes. you know horribly stream call qual- quality type visuals, right? Because I think the Ratchet and Clank trailer really is the strongest demonstrator of what uh you know what is possible now that would not have been possible before. Yes, but that's SSD, right? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. And that's and, cool. But, but the visuals are nothing to sniff at either. Like the
1: visuals look gorgeous in that what, game. Was everything? Oh, I guess you wouldn't be able to tell it was a stream. I was, I was going to ask if stuff looked like it was sixty FPS, but
0: oh, there's no way to tell. Yeah. Yeah, that was a dumb question. The, yeah. the presentation itself was uh, 1080p 30 FPS. So yeah. We, we, we what are they watch. hiding, Amid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Uh, nothing runs well on PS5. That's the secret um but no like i yeah like everyone knows where i stand with sony i'm a big fan of sony first party games and i think this event delivered in that aspect we never even talked about housemark uh and they're making a game exclusive to ps5 um it, i i can't recall the title right now but Is it was that, the that strawberry thing no 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 no. it was it was the woman like who who was in space and she like crash landed on the planet it was kind of like alien right like it was like in like an alien infection and it seemed kind of like horror tinged but they also had some of that arcadey like gameplay that housemark is known for in there when they were showing off the game so i think that's really good i think housemark needs to do what they do best which is like making the best like arcadey twin stick shooters like ever like housemark is so good at that I saw so, like small elements of that in this game, even though this game seems to be well outside the, their wheelhouse. Like there's a story going on, and you're controlling a character in third person. That's like they've never done anything like that before, so it's pretty unique as well. But yeah, overall from the first party perspective, I'm very very pleased. And you know, first parties are why I love Sony so much. Um, and uh, I can't wait to get my hands on a PS5 and play these games. I mean, I guess that's all I have to say on it. Um, any any final thoughts from you, Mike?
2: Not really. I again, I didn't catch a lot of it, but I'm excited tentatively. yeah, I
0: but... think I think th- I, I, looking at it from a slightly more objective perspective, I think the best thing about this presentation is that it had literally something for any kind of gamer, I think. Like they even had like an a trailer for NBA 2K, right? Like if you're if you're into sports games, which, you know, of course a lot of people are. Those games sell like crazy. You know, like they had platformers, they had racers, they had I think the only thing absent really was like a fighting game. But they had, you know, you know, obviously third person action adventure games, they had Immersive Sims, like all sorts of these different genres getting representation here, which I think is really cool. But yeah, I think that'll do it for me on the PlayStation 5. You guys wanna uh, go into what you've been playing
1: uh, i haven't gotten to play any games this week if i'm being honest nothing new just rocket league rocket league okay
2: that's fair mike how about you uh same as connor but i've been playing a little bit more elite dangerous than i did last week okay
0: speaking of rocket league there was one game uh on the showcase that looked kind of like rocket league you know you guys know what i'm talking about no I must have Did missed you it. Catch it. Okay, yeah. So it was it was like a it was like a I don't really know what it was. It was like a car battling kind of game like you rammed cars into each other. But like just the aesthetic reminded me a lot of Rocket League and I was wondering if maybe you saw it Connor, maybe uh you could give your impressions after you see the trailer for that, but
1: uh, uh, maybe maybe next week.
0: Maybe, yeah. But um so I guess I'll talk about what I've been playing so in anticipation for the Last of Us part 2, I replayed all of the Last of Us remastered uh, on PlayStation 4 uh, this past week. took me roughly 15 hours to do. and uh, this was actually my first time replaying the entire game uh, since it launched in 2013. and um, it, w- it was really nice sort of revisiting the this world and the story and those characters. And I think playing through it again, Especially, you know, in 2020 when I'm 26 years old, I have uh, a much more developed opinion of it than I did back then, where I was just like, "Oh my God, this story is really good." Uh, I still hold the fact that this is this is a very good story, and I think these are some of the best developed characters ever in a video game. I do think uh, a little bit where it might fall a little short is in the gameplay slash AI department. I I was kind of shocked when I played through this game. Um. Uh, again, uh, I remember the first time I played it, it was reasonably difficult. I breezed through the game this time. Uh, it was not even remotely challenging, and I was kind of shocked by that. Granted, I did play on normal, but I seem to ha- remember having a much b- bigger challenge with that, but this time around um, I found that just by simply crafting, like, molotovs, I could basically take care of any situation. Um, So, I'm excited to see if that's been addressed in The Last of Us Part 2, and from the early spoiler-free impressions i've gotten i i've seen that they've made lots of improvements in gameplay and enemy ai so i'm excited to experience those uh but um i think overall the the mechanics of the game were solid i think the the highlight uh gameplay wise has to be the encounters with the infected um you know minus the whole molotov cocktail thing like that kind of breaks the game but like um especially if you turn listen mode off like those encounters can be very very intense and pulse pounding and um i think that's definitely a highlight of the game uh the the intensity of it and i think another aspect that i didn't really appreciate the first time i played through the game which really stood out to me now uh was the environmental storytelling in this game so there's all sorts of like um things that you can miss entirely if you do not have a keen eye right so like all of the environments in this game tell a story from whether it's like an abandoned house or like you know like a camp in the middle of the forest there are like areas to look around and documents to find and clues to uncover that really sort of tell the stories like little micro narratives within this bigger story of you know people dealing with this outbreak dealing with essentially what is the apocalypse in different ways and um you know, the majority of these stories are, of course, very heartbreaking, and some are actually quite horrific. So uh, maybe it's for the best if you don't have a stomach for those sort of things to miss these uh, and not go digging too far. But like, I was very surprised by the amount of environmental storytelling there actually was. Like in every sort of level, in every sort of area, there were multiple little. Snippets of lore I could ingest and little stories that um, I could uncover, like little notes that people would write to each other and in their attempts to survive this situation. And I think one of the most interesting ones, I guess, light spoilers for optional stuff in The Last of Us Part Two, is when you uh, when you go into the sort of sewer area and you find out that like this the, the, this entire sewer system uh, people after the outbreak uh tried to move in there and sort of set up a little society in there and obviously it failed you saw the ruins of that society but as you progress through the sewers you can like pick up and read these notes and like you could see all sorts of things from like little little things to see how these people live like how they collected water what their rules were for the water like how much water you were allowed to use to shower and like how they educated their young and how they like Uh, caught their food all sorts of these little details that really fleshed out this uh this society that wasn't there anymore and um and obviously like if you if you dig a little deeper to see like what went wrong like you end up discovering some horrible horrible things and long story short you know everyone seems to be dead but when you leave the sewer and you search the first house outside of the sewer and, it ob- and again this is completely missable if you don't search this house you won't find it but you can find a note by ish whose notes you've been reading essentially all throughout the sewer and it seems like ish actually got out and escaped the situation um uh, with some with, with some like young kids right and like most of the people he was with died in the sewer from what you could read uh from from the clues you read but it seems like Ish survive so it'd be interesting to see if he makes an appearance in the last of us part two um as just a sort of like throwback to to people who played the first game and uncovered all these little side stories so that's just one example of of many of of really cool little side stories that i honestly i think i completely missed the first time i played the game so yeah so i think yes overall obviously i still think the last of us uh is an incredible incredible game uh One of the best games ever made, but um, there are some small problems with it I would like to see uh, improved in The Last of Us Part Two. And last but not least, I think story-wise, of course, I'm so excited and terrified to see what will happen to Joel and Ellie in the next installment, because just judging by what the director has said, uh, the themes of this next game are being like hatred and revenge. I do not see really a happy ending for anyone in this next game but regardless I'm still very excited to play it okay so that's my spiel
1: Rocket League was fun this week too
2: <laughs> I'm sure it was it always is <laughs> I'm going to spoil it I haven't been playing Warframe this entire time I actually was patching most of this mm ah no I paid attention most of this I was just browsing Resident Evil lore yeah exciting stuff I, I, I'm I looking forward to the, the
0: months to come alright guys I think that's going to do it for us this week uh, you can follow us at ad podcast game talk on twitter please click the link in the description of this podcast to follow our discord and chat with us there uh, please like rate and review us on any podcast service you may use and finally thank you uh, Connor and Mike for joining me
1: yep guys see you next week alright All thank you
0: oh well you're welcome